Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited you're here. I have an amazing guest to uh, chat with today with us and answer some awesome questions. So we have Dana Stoburn. Um, she's a founder and coach of The Magic of Somatic Money. Um, so welcome, Dana. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. It's good to be here. I'm so excited. So let's just start kind of with how you got into kind of this field. Well, it was... Um more by chance than it was by planning. You know, that whole thing about what is it? God laughs while you're making other plans. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. It was way back in 2011 ish. um, I was running my um, intuitive life coaching business called the purple Phoenix out of Durango, Colorado. And I was in recovery from a really big trauma in my life. Um, I lost my son at six months into the pregnancy and also nearly lost my own life in the process and went through 14 months of my life unraveling and bottoming out, like went through one trauma after another and landed in the fall of 2011 and had a life-changing spiritual experience. And since I'm on a spiritual podcast, I can talk about this unfiltered to your guests because um, folks will get it. Um, I ended up, my friend, um, Mary Alice, knew that I was going going through a rough time. And so she invited me to come stay at the hotel she was staying at in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, while she was taking um, water yoga at the Pagosa Hot Springs. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, very cool. And so I took her up on it and I and I drove out there. And at the time I was like, you know, rolling dimes for gas broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had a panic attack on the way there. I literally pulled over on the side of the road and didn't know whether to drive on or drive back. And I did drive on and I got to the got to the hotel, got a key from the front desk clerk, went to the room and Mary Alice had set up the room in this. It felt like a sanctuary when I walked in. I'm there were unlit candles. There were crystals. There were tarot decks. There were like she had just decked out this room and set it up for herself. And I walked in and when I did, it completely disarmed me. And I had a complete moment of, well, more, you know, quite a few moments of surrender. Mm -hmm. And this was after, you know, trying to keep a good game face going in my spiritual community for over a year and um, collapsed on the bed that was there for me. And in the process, um, energetic presences started showing up and I started tuning into them. And the next thing I knew um, the energy that I know to be Jesus, or I like to call him Sananda, he materialized right next to me. Mm. And 
that unleashed a whole evening of three shamanic journey trips and a whole life-changing experience and a whole healing. And basically it was like, um, you know, the Charles Dickens story, Christmas Carol, where Scrooge is taken to his, to his different flashback points. Mm -hmm. And I was taken to three of my past lifetime money flashback points. Mm. And I was asked and shown if I wanted to continue to repeat them in this lifetime. And what you need to know is that I was, well, you know, and I already mentioned it. I was after the trauma that I had gone through, I was, you know, physically broken, spiritually broken, emotionally broken, financially broken. And what I was shown by the angels and ascended masters and the spirit guides during these shamanic journey trips is that the financial experiences that I was having this lifetime was a bleed through from many past lifetimes as, you know, oracles and healers and psychics. Like I I've, I've had those roles over many lifetimes. And so I was shown this and I was, I was asked literally was asked Dana, do you want to continue to repeat these past experiences from other lifetimes in this lifetime? And my answer was like, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's change that. And so Mm -hmm. I was shown how, how to change it, what to do. Um, And I, I began to do that work and um, the evening culminated, you know, it came, it came to a close. I grabbed my journal. I started journaling like mad. My friend, Mary Alice came back to the room and then we went and did a 10 o'clock swim at the Pagosa hut, you know, in the Pagosa pools and talked about, I mean, it was this whole amazing experience that I had. And I came out of it um, just kind of like, shocked and dazed, but feeling better than I ever had in a very long time. And, and I knew that something profound had changed and it was time for me to begin to work with it. And I was terrified to, I was terrified to share it with hardly anyone. So my husband at the time knew, I told him and Mary Alice knew, and I think there was one other friend and that was it. Hmm. (laughs) I, I did not tell anybody because yeah, it was real to me, but it got it sounded nuts to anybody. <laughs> right? Right. Um, so I came, I came out of it, but I knew deep down that I was given some very precious nuggets that I needed to revisit. And so I started my daily morning. Uh, for lack of a better way to put it, my daily morning money meditation Mm -hmm. with my spirit team. Mm -hmm. And this is what I write about in my book. And I talk, talk with about people is that you see money is so compartmentalized from the spiritual community and spirituality is so compartmentalized from the money community. Like they are not allowed to touch. And over the last decade of doing this work, you know, my one of my number one things is they absolutely need to be allowed to touch mm-hmm. and mingle with one another. People in the spiritual community, you know, there's a basic belief of like money is evil. And in the business community, there's a basic belief that, oh, spirituality is too weird and too woo-woo. We don't want that in 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 here. And but when you put spirituality and holistics and healing and um you know, really good conscious living 
foundation with money, then you begin to get the best of both worlds. And so, um, and part of that is knowing that we have spirit teams and spirit guides and angels and ascended masters. We have light beings on the other side of the veil who are here specifically to help with us, help us and work with us with Mm -hmm. our money. Right, Caitlin? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And so that was one of the biggest and main things that I pulled out of that evening. And I came back and I started doing a morning money meditation and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so much, please God, bring me the money. I mean, that's definitely there, but it was more (laughs) like, okay, spirit team, what do I need to be doing on a practical daily basis, emotionally, physically, energetically to work with my money? I, I treated it in a very grounded, practical way. And I began being shown things and I kid you not, Caitlin, within a month, I began having cash flow that I hadn't had since prior to getting pregnant. Mm. Um, I started beginning to, you know, bank money into my bank account so that I could pay my bills. And I began having extra money, like for me to get to the end of a month and have an extra hundred dollars, that was a miracle. Mm-hmm. And it didn't stop there. It continued. It went from that to then having a thousand dollars at the end of a month. And I began to build it from there. And, you know, over the course of a handful of years, then I eventually got to a point where I was um, hitting nearly $80,000 in annual income with my business. Woo! <laughs> and that is just from what I was doing. And it's a combination of really good masculine money IQ of spreadsheets and bank accounts and monthly money management and combining that with um, spiritual guidance, talking with my team, what, where am I emotionally with my money? Where am I energetically with my money? Where am I psychologically with my money? It's like the best of all of these worlds coming together. Um, now, a moment of transparency, I will tell you with COVID, my business crashed because my marketing was based on going out and going to shows and working with people Mm one-on-one. And so now I'm in the process of rebuilding that platform with podcasting and digital work and, and, and reach out there. So I I'm in the process of doing the, this whole, this whole relaunch. So essentially at this point, I am working on Everything that I've learned in the front end of it's in a book. Like I wrote a book called, Are You Present in Your Body with Your Money? And I really encourage people to go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, the front end of everything I know is in that book. And I'm now doing podcasting where I am doing live somatic money sessions with people so that people can hear how this works and what to do. Mm. And um, And I'd love to have your people on as guests on that show so that we can continue to do the work. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. I can just go and go and go, but that's like pretty much the basis of the story of where this came from and what it's culminated into present time, present space. (laughs) I love that. No, it's, it was perfect. I think, you know, you really touched on a huge point of uh, the spiritual community keeps the money is taboo and it shouldn't be a conversation. And, and that's really what this, you know, my podcast platform is about is bringing those taboo subjects and, you know, bringing them to to the front of the mind and talking about them because that's how we can change it. And I, I really liked that you said, you know, that there is kind of this um, negative connotation or negative energy that we attach to the idea of money. Cause you know, I think a lot of us focus on 
money fear because of the bills or the debt that starts to collect. And we don't necessarily know what to do. And then I think the spiritual community tells us, oh, just do your affirmations of, you know, I'm a, I'm a millionaire. And it's like, why doesn't that really work? You know? So um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I would love to kind of hear like your um, input on just the idea of affirmations or like how we even know, let's take a step back. How do we even know if we have blocks, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually that are affecting our income? Um, yeah, that's a great question. And, and what I'd like to do is answer it in two. Uh, there's two different spaces of that answer. Um, the first one is like the work that I'm doing, body-based money relationship. Well, what is that really? And um, what it comes down to when I'm working with people is helping folks hone in on their their money triggers, like you mentioned, you know, people having anxiety or fears or frustrations. So then they attach a bunch of negative connotations. Like, well, well, when I hear that, I go, ooh, let's talk about money triggers so that we can talk about the fight, flight, and freeze response happening in our bodies, our adrenal systems kicking that out Mm -hmm. in relationship with the money. So this is where people are like, having many thoughts in their head that then triggers a whole wave of emotion that goes through their body. And it lands in a, it lands in a couple of categories of the fight, the flight or the freeze. Mm -hmm. And so my first job as a practitioner is to go, okay, let's use our presence practice that breathe in, breathe out, get to a little bit more of a woosa space, Let's breathe and get in our bodies, get present in our core and start tuning into, okay, that money trigger that you just had that you're trying to block, let's bring that to the forefront and let's ask you the gentle question of when you trigger, are you feeling a freeze response? Are you feeling a flight response? Or are you feeling a fight response? And it also breaks down into fighting about money. That would be the argument or defensiveness that you potentially feel. And Mm -hmm. the flight with money might be avoidance, not looking or working at your money. It might be dissociation, actually flying out of and leaving your your body. Um, And the freeze response with money is that Deer in the headlights, shut down. I can't even process the money. So every single one of these responses, I mean, can you relate with that, Caitlin? Oh, absolutely. I think, gosh, when I first started my business, it was yeah. it was fight. It was just like right. I had to, you know, figure out I was every way I could make money and everything. And I was just kind of jumping in all these different positions. So I absolutely <laughs> resonate with that one. And I yeah. think student loans was where I noticed the freeze. When you said that, it was just like, whoa, that's a big number. I don't know how I'm going to pay that back. Right. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So, and what you just did there is awesome. And that's what I would ask your listeners right now to begin to tune into instead of getting 
lost in the trigger. Like we don't get trained about this. We just get trained to like shut down your emotions. It's not a part of money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that works. (laughs) So what I would, what I would encourage your listeners to do as they're listening right now is take a breath, like breathe in, blow it out. And when you're thinking about your money, move past getting swallowed in that trigger and actually begin to identify what's going on. Because when you begin to identify what's going on, then you can begin to get a Mm toehold. And when you begin to get a toehold, the money monster begins to decrease in size and you can begin to get a handle on it. And that's why the, are you present in your body with your money? The book that I wrote is so important is because that in that in breath and out breath, breathing Mm in, blowing it out, that actually begins to engage your mind to work better in the money space. It conditions the vagus nerve running through your body. It brings the adrenal system down. It helps you ground out into your core body, you know, at least into, if not into your heart, definitely into your stomach and hopefully down into your pelvis and your legs. Like mm-hmm. we're talking a, a full body grounding mm-hmm. um, to have to have with your money. So when you ask the question, when you ask that, you know, that question in the beginning, the first part of the answer I would say is, hey, folks, I want you to slow down, stop, begin to breathe and identify your fight, flight, freeze money triggers with your money so you can begin to get a toehold. Um, so does that make sense? What I've explained so far? Absolutely. Yep, it does. Okay. Okay. So the second part of the question you ask about, um, affirmations, and you said something about, um, money blocks. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the deal. After working with thousands of people, what I've come to understand is money blocks is actually our body's form of self-protection. We keep blocks to keep ourselves self-protected because money, quite frankly, is vulnerable mm-hmm. and our body will do anything to protect ourselves. So really the whole idea about trying to get rid of blocks or rip away blocks, I don't find that's a, such a good idea. I find it's a much better idea to get present with the blocks mm-hmm. and do a presence practice with the blocks and go body what are we protecting here? Show us that. And really, and and that's the place where you want to do trauma work and inner child work and past lifetime work, because the blocks that we set up to protect ourselves are usually connected in deeply to wound issues. Mm -hmm. And for that to all, you know, for that to all resolve itself and heal, you got to slow down and breathe and get present and get present with the wounding there. And then to answer to the, um, to answer to the question about mantras, I would prefer not to talk about mantras so much as programming because Mm -hmm. I think mantras are great to a certain degree until they just start to like bounce off of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they're, when they're not effective. Right. So I would say use a mantra as long as you feel like it's effective. But if you feel like your mantra is bouncing off of you, what you're actually wanting to look at there is finding out what's actually going on with your money program, your true authentic money program. 
in answer to it there, instead of trying to ram home a mantra to get the change to happen. Right. <laughs> Not to say the mantras don't work. I think they do. I've had some pretty right. good ones in my life, mm-hmm. but it's that balance of is the mantra working versus if I get to some more of my authentic programming, is that a good idea? So does does that... That's like three answers. No, I I love it. I think you've explained it so great. And I love that you talk about how you do talk about the mantras, because I think that you hit on a really important part. The reason that, you know, our affirmations or mantras are not working is because we can't just circumvent all the other wounds that are going Mm -hmm. on and just say, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire and not look at, okay, what is my money programming? Like you said, what are my beliefs about money? What are my triggers? And so I like that you said that because you really do have to do the work and, when you were also talking about, you know, the triggers with the money, it came to mind that, you know, so much of money were wrapped up in a lot of different, um, it affects us in so many ways. Like I kind of, I was thinking of a client that I'm working with and, um, he's really, really wealthy, but he's, we've been working on this idea of, you know, he doesn't feel worthy. And so I'm like, okay, so how does that attach to money? Right. It attaches because he's chasing the money to try to attach that to worth. And I think that's something that a lot of people do. Um, so I, I love that you kind of talk about how, you know, it is all so connected with, you know, our self-esteem with what we're having, um, go on in our bodies. And, you know, you talked about like the vagus nerve and kind of all these different things that are occurring in our body. And so I wonder how, how do you, do you feel that health issues affect our financial life? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, this is that whole thing of like, it's all connected, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> so fun, fun story. So one of the books that should, uh, that I'm sorry, whoops. One of That's the okay. books, <laughs> edit that part out. That's all right. <laughs> slip. One of the books that sits on my shelf is, um, in a Seagal's The Secret Language of Your Body. Mm-hmm. And I have had so many clients come to the phone and go, oh, Dana, I have this, you know, you know, wound or chronic health issue or illness going on. And my my first response, of course, is empathy. Oh, you know, I'm really concerned that that's happening for you. I hope you're doing good self-care to take care of yourself. And then my second response is like, have you looked it up? Do you know what it means? Right. <laughs> it's because all of our, all of the things that we go through with our body, it's psychosomatic. Our body's talking with us, our body's telling us. And what ends up happening more often than not is that once my client and I go to the book and go to spirit team and look at the, the psychosomatic symbolism of what's going on from a health perspective, it usually has a direct tie-in emotionally to what they're working on in their uh, money plane with Mm. their finances. Like it's, it's totally connected. Um, I guess this would also be a good place to like, just generally talk about like um, third eye chakra is, would be connected to the insights that you have with money, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throat chakra is going to be connected to 
speaking of value, how how you're seen, how you're heard, how you see and you how you witness and you listen to others in a value worth connection um, with others. Heart, heart chakra, shoulders, arms, hands, it's all connected to uh, your passion, your purpose and how you earn and create that money. Uh, solar plexus is going to be your willpower and empowerment center as far as are you standing up with your finances and mm-hmm. claiming who like, are you claiming that sense of empowerment with your money? Um, second chakra home of money relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that second chakra. Um, it's the place of agreements, partnerships and exchanges, which exactly is what money is. Like I write about this in my um, third chapter of my book, uh, second chakra is the place of sacred exchange, making love with um, partnership in the universe. Mm-hmm. It's totally money, totally money in business. And then first chakra, um, our root chakra is how are we manifesting that into the world? Um, and that's stabilized by our the chakras in our legs and the earth star, which is about stability and being able to move forward with our path and our money and our life. So any health issues that we're having in our body is directly going to relate right into money relationship. Absolutely. I agree. I always think it's interesting. I do. I do. (laughs) But I wanted to hear you explain it because I think it's, it is always interesting when people, you know, have, um, you know, being in this field, I'm, my background is in addiction and mental health counseling. So I see a lot of different, um, things going on, right? A lot of different trauma, a lot of different health. And then I'm also a spiritual coach. So same thing. And Mm -hmm. being in the spiritual world and understanding the chakras and how they interact in our body and how everything really stems from them. It is interesting when you, you know, you have somebody in there, um, you know, having a bunch of digestion issues and you're like, Hmm, let's look into that, you know, and kind of see where it's coming from. So I, I think it's extremely important, um, especially when people have chronic health issues that continue because it does show, you know, I think I've had, I've worked with a couple of clients that talk about their chronic issues and their chronic health issues, but they're not willing to kind of go look and they're like, I know I have a block. And it's like, well, it's not necessarily a block, right? What's going (laughs) on? Let's, let's look at what's going on in that space. So, um, I appreciate that you, you know, expanded on that. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, So I do want to, I want to ask you um, the, I think on the top, a lot of my listeners minds is probably this idea of like, this is all great, but I want to know how to make more money. Mm -hmm. So I know we kind of talked about first going into those triggers and then, you know, kind of figuring out how we can use mantras if they are, or, you know, how can we, what would you tell them is kind of the place to go? What would that be your answer to that? Okay. My answer, how do I make more money? Um, my answer to that is, let's see if I can do the synopsis here. How do I make more money? My answer to that is, well, if you are not present in your body, how does the cosmos of the universe know where to deliver the finances to? (laughs) Yep. And I, I, and I, I have so many examples, like I tell people, you know, okay, it's time for you to get started on your body money presence practice. And I want you doing it, especially once a day, if not um, two or three times a day, if you can at, at, sh- at short intervals. And my clients are always like, 
really? You mean we're not going to talk about my spreadsheet? And I'm like, no, because we need to get you present in your body with your money. And I, I have them begin to do that. And within 20 to 30 days of doing this instrumental practice, they literally see a positive change in their bank account. <laughs> and I, and I have had that happen over and over and over again. I, I'll give you another example. I coached a woman on this new podcast I'm doing. She, um, she's a new, just like you, she's a new mom. Um, she is doing um, spiritual coaching with new moms hmm. and she has her podcast and she came on with me. And it, that was a question she, she, that she had, she's like, I'm, I'm not getting cash flow. I need cash flow. What's going, what's going on with this? And, you know, spirit team walked her through, she had some identity stuff going on. And so we had her work on that. And then over email, then I coached on like, okay, you know, time to get to the presence practice. And when she got back on my podcast for a follow-up results thing, she was like, Dana, it did not happen at first, but between um, right around in that one to two month mark, she saw a shift happen and people started showing up. And it was that whole thing of she was more in her body. People clearly could see who she was in her body. Hmm. And because of that, I don't know, there's a magical combination that goes on where the universe goes, oh, there you are in your body. We can deliver. And people go, oh, there you are in your body. And it it all begins to line up. And I can't exactly tell you how it works. Mm -hmm. I just know that it does. So um, the thing I would tell people is if you want to make more money, I have seen amazing things happen with that daily presence practice that, quite frankly, it's a um, mini steps into a soul retrieval mm. process. So does that answer your question? It does. Absolutely. I think um, it is really powerful, like you said, to know that when you are in your body, I think that a lot of times we're, we think we're in our body because we're mm -hmm. in our head and that's mm -hmm. not being in our body, right? We're not mm -hmm. quite there yet. Like you said, you know, with your client with spreadsheets, like we're not going to talk about my spreadsheets. Well, of course you're not in your body when you're stressing about your spreadsheets. Cause then you're in your right. ego mind, you're in that third dimensional space. Um, so it's, that is really powerful. And I, I was looking at your website earlier and I want to, I want to know what um, this means. You have a thing about transformational capitalists. So tell me kind of what that, what that is. Cause I feel like it's all tying in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so transformational capitalism. Well, for a very long time, all we've been trained and taught is that Money is what's in the spreadsheets. Money is what's in the bank account. Money is that physical thing that's on a credit card or cash in the wallet. And, and for money to work, you, you cannot get emotional. Mm -hmm. You cannot get vulnerable. Quite frankly, like my, my, during my great grandfather Peacock's time, if you got vulnerable with money, that was a survival no-no because mm -hmm. you you don't want to divulge to your advers adversaries where you are, you know. And there there's still some truth to that, but but the thing that doesn't get talked about is that if we're not getting vulnerable in our private lives with our money and really getting to know what's our emotional state with money, where am I at in my body, what's my psychology. 
these types of things, then we're not able to transform. Mm. So to invite in vulnerability, higher vibrations, um, a lot of the spirit bring in spiritual practices into the money space. That is what I would call transformational capitalism, where we're moving from a survivalistic 3D money space, living on the hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. to a 5D money space of transformation where we're not having to work quite so hard for the money that we're making, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the point. So, yep, I love that. The, you know, for so many people, I think we hear this idea of like, oh, the nine to five is not the only way and the grind. And, you know, um, I think it was like something with COVID. I can't remember the exact statistics, but they had a substantial increase in people starting their own businesses because people were trying to figure out, oh, what's important to me? And, oh, I don't have to do this grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that shift is kind of starting to be seen a little bit, but like you said, we, if we're not looking at that fear or those triggers or those things we have around it, we're not necessarily going to prosper in that space. Um, like you said, we, you were talking earlier about, you know, we attract when, what we put out. So when we're in our body, we attract that back and the universe knows how to respond. Other people respond to it. I mean, right. Even if you're not, you know, a super spiritual person, if you, Notice that somebody just doesn't seem like they're fully present with you. How interested are you in talking to them and having a conversation with them? You're not. So, I mean, even if we just look at it on more of kind of the person to person, it's, it it makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) So one other question um, that I want to ask you about your website, I saw you said there's four sacred money elements. What does that mean? Well, I tell you what, I'm looking at the recording time that we've got left up here. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's like another conversation for another time. <laughs> that's totally fine. Will yeah. you um, tell me just the, like the names of the four of them then? Um, so masculine money, feminine money, money value, and money empowerment. Okay, perfect. Well, we will have to dive into that another time, Um, but I loved having you on, loved kind of this conversation. There's so much we could talk about with money, but I think we really hit on some really, really impactful things like you talked about. Um, I'm also, for our listeners, I'm going to put Dana's information and where you can, like her website so that you can look at her book and have access to Dana um, because that podcast sounds pretty interesting. I'm I'm excited to give it a listen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so folks can go to www.somaticmoney.com and there is a podcast page and a podcast guest page and you can apply to be my guest um, on the Somatic Money podcast. It's free and you can also begin to listen to my podcast segments which are on all the major channels at this point. It's also listed on my website. So yeah. Um, tune in and it's yeah. www.somaticmoney.com. I'd love to hear from them. And I thank you so much for having me on and letting me talk the talk. And it was of fun course. to have a, have a jam session together. And of talk course. Talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> and for our listeners, I will have that link in the episode notes. So just scroll on over, grab that, um, and run. Cause I'm going to go apply to, to be on that podcast. And I'm excited oh, to kind of dive in and learn a little bit more about where I am with money. Cause I think even when we think we know there's always more to learn. So, Oh, 
for, forest for the trees, baby. I've got, I've got my people that I'm like, oh, <laughs> show me my forest for the trees. Like, we got to have those people. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much to our listeners. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I know your uh, time is valuable and precious. So I appreciate you hanging out with us and listening. Um, as always, subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you want to hear, what you liked about this conversation. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye guys. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.